Welcome to Capital Commons with Larry DeBoer, Professor of Agricultural Economics at Purdue University. Capital Commons offers timely insight and commentary on public policy issues related to state and local government in Indiana, as well as national economic policy. You can find text and podcast versions of Capital Comments archived at www.agecon.purdue.edu slash crd slash localgov. And now, here's Larry DeBoer. Hi, I'm Larry DeBoer, and this is Capital Comments for November 2014. Our topic this month, school referenda in May and November. In May 2014, Indiana voters decided 10 school referenda. Nine passed. This November, two referenda were decided. Both lost. Since November 2009, 66% of referenda in May have passed. Only 38% of referenda in November have passed. Let's think up a story about voting and see if we can explain these results. I'm an economist, so there's only one way for me to tell this story assume people act in their own self-interest. Economists call such behavior rational, which is a pretty dismal view about people's motivations. Let's tell a rational voter story anyway. Rational voters weigh the benefits and costs to themselves when they decide whether to vote and how to vote. Suppose parents benefit directly from added school spending on better facilities, teachers, and staff. Suppose both parents and non-parents get indirect benefits, like added economic development from better educated employees. The costs of added property taxes are spread among all voters, including renters if landlords raise rents when property taxes go up. Parents get direct and indirect benefits from school spending. Non-parents get only the indirect benefits. The tax is spread equally over all taxpayers. In our story, that means parents get positive net benefits and non-parents get negative net benefits. So, rational parents will vote yes for added school spending and rational non-parents will vote no. Stop right there! We all know that plenty of parents vote no and plenty of non-parents vote yes. Other things besides self-interested benefits and costs must matter. But let's keep going. Maybe there are just enough rational folks to sway the referendum results. This next part matters a lot. Since parents are a minority of voters, their positive net benefits are larger per person. Negative net benefits are spread widely among non-parents, so they are smaller per person. Let's also suppose that voting has costs. You must find the time to go to the polls and wait in line, fish out your ID and cast your votes. You use gas. If it's raining, you get wet. In our story, parents vote yes, and with their large net benefits, they're more likely to bear the costs of voting and show up at the polls. In our story, non-parents vote no, but their negative net benefits are small, so the costs of going to the polls may keep them at home. But what if the referendum is not the only thing on the ballot? Suppose we're electing a president, a governor, some federal and state representatives. That makes everyone's benefits and costs larger, so voters with negative net benefits from school spending are more likely to show up to vote for their candidates and against the referendum. Voter turnout of no voters increases. In May, the referendum is more likely to be alone on the ballot, so it's more likely to pass. 
In November, there are other things to vote about. The referendum is less likely to pass. That's what we see in Indiana. Higher turnout in November and more referenda success in May. Here's another test. In odd years, the November ballot has no federal or state candidates, so those Novembers should look more like May. In the odd years since 2009, 8 of 17 school referenda have passed, 47%. In the even years since 2010, 7 of 23 have passed, 30%. Turnout in even years is higher, too. That matches the story. What else could we test? If it's raining, the cost of going to the polls is higher. That should knock out more non-parent opponents than parent supporters. Referenda might pass more often in bad weather. We'd need to collect weather data for the 104 school referenda so far. Sounds like a job for a graduate student. Indiana's results look pretty good for the rational voter story. There's a big problem, though. Rational voters vote only if they think their vote will make the difference. It's pretty unlikely that a referendum will be decided by that one vote. You're more likely to have an auto accident on the way to the polls than that. A truly rational voter wouldn't vote at all. Anyway, it's a story that makes predictions, and we get to test those predictions every May and November. And that's Capital Comments for November 2014. I'm Larry DeBoer. You can find text and podcast versions of Capital Comments archived at www.agecon.purdue.edu slash crd slash local gov.